This episode is brought to you ad-free. Thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash Flop. And welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest, Shabes. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. Oh, David, wow, what an ethereal, one might, one might also say, um, astral voice you said they would not say that. <laughs> so we're talking about stars this week, Jordan. <laughs> well, we're talking about standers. It is S-T ampersand R-S. I know it's supposed to be stars, but fuck you. <laughs> I like how nothing establishes it, but just by bullshit Japanese pronunciation of words, you know that's what it's supposed to be. But you know it's supposed to be stars. It's just, that's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of tempted. Should we just make the cover our Resident Evil? But I also really like the idea of having it be the Team 7 picture and the principal is Kakashi. Or like Kesha or something. <laughs> yeah, if we can, we can figure it out. <laughs> oh, man. But I guess we're getting a little higher. So, so why don't we tell the audience a little bit about this series? So this was drawn by Miyakawa Asaru and written by Takeuchi Ryosuke. Ooh, another artist-writer combo. I can see it this time. This ran from July 4th. Ooh, ooh, David, America's Day. <laughs> this ran from July 4th, 2011 to April 16th, 2012 for 38 chapters over five volumes. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a thick one. Oh, God, I got I have to get better at planning this time. I can't do it all in one night. You have an extra half a week, though. My time management's bad. Mm, understandable. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the first chapter plot summary. The year is 2019 and humanity has received a message from outer space confirming that aliens do in fact be real. The UN holds a big ass television event where they announce that a young girl named Fifi Collins, whose grandpa is like a famous astronomer or something, is the one who discovered it. The message says to paraphrase, yo dudes, let's meet on Mars. We'll be there August 7th, 2035. So be there, be square. The the UN then announces the formation of a group dedicated to doing that. It's called Stand. It's called S. I already said the just joke call in it the stars. Yeah, it's fucking called stars because they hate the English language and they want to confuse me. Back up though, because the day the message was received, a little baby boy named Shirafune Maho spoke his first words, and it was Mars. You know, that's what uh, Elon Musk also claims to have done. Oh, he's so trustworthy, David. I bet his first word was X, just like his wife. Anyway, 14 years later, Maho is annoying the shit out of his definitely not girlfriend, Hoshihara Megaru, who, say it with me, everybody, is just his childhood friend. Mm-hmm. And he's annoying her by looking out the window with binoculars to see the space station. And he's doing this while the hot genius transfer student, Amachi Wataru, is solving a math problem on the chalkboard, too. Maho desperately wants to go to the space academy to be a spaceman because he is obsessed with space. Fortunately, because he was looking at a cool supernova, he missed the deadline to apply for the entrance test. Don't worry, though, because all he needs is to find one person with the past because every pass lets three people in for some stupid fucking reason. Why would it do that? What logical reason would they have for that? Why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Popcorn David. 
Meanwhile, Wataru's dad is trying to get him to become a rich doctor, but he is secretly also obsessed with space and does have a pass for the test. The next day, Maho correctly guesses that Wataru is a space dork like him. The two nerd out about space stuff, so Wataru gives him in Megaru his extra passes to the exam. When they get- Why does she care? I don't, because <laughs> the series legally needs a female character. Yeah, and because she has a crush on Maho. <laughs> Where's the farthest you've ever gone for a guy? <laughs> when they get there, there's a hot older lady who is the time skip adult Fifi Collins and gives them a speech about how important it is to get to Mars so we can chill with the aliens. She's the principal of the school and shows them a sick 3D planetarium. Maho immediately notices that the planetarium is fucking wrong though, so he, Wataru, and Meguru rush to see Fifi in order to tell her. Maho is unable to properly explain, so Wataru steps in and Fifi's like, haha, I see you saw through my ruse. Aha! That was the first test! Cut. She's disappointed that none of the other nerds picked up on it, but is super impressed by Maho, and is extra surprised when he reveals that he was born on the same day as the message. Later, Maho reveals that due to super incredible knowledge of ellipses, gravity, and shit, he is able to throw things with super accuracy like a goddamn space Kobe. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Kobe. Meguru wants to join space school too, even though she doesn't care about space. She just thought it would be rad to meet a celebrity. God, what a fucking... What a chapter! This is definitely one of the most chapters of all time. This is absolutely a chapter. So much fucking text. So much text. Uh, the art's really nice, though. Yeah, this art is great. I could see it very easy to adapt this into an anime. I mean, I don't hate the writing. I just, there's so much fucking text for everything. You know, I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking about it in reference to Nanohazard, where it's like, you know, for comics, I feel like in America, we have a lot more tolerance for, like, style changes and stuff. Well, I guess there is, like, the Marvel House style that dominates everything. I just yeah. feel like with anime and manga, it's like, we have a much more rigid idea about what, like, good and bad art is. The good, the bad, and the Fujimoto. I don't know. Like, the more I think about it, like, the idea of, like, you know, Mar again, Marvel House style, DC House style, like, comics in America. Okay. Well, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, well, maybe a listener will get what I'm talking about. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just speaking total gibberish that only means well to me. Basically, I was saying, like, it's weird how manga do be looking the same. Oh, yeah, this is very generic looking. Yeah, but then I thought about it and I was like, man, American comics often also do be looking the same. Yeah. But this is, as David said, a very generic art style. It's well done, but it's pretty generic. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. This is a hard one to talk about because it's like, it just was so dense, but not a lot happened. I mean, big thing is this literally seems to be the same character. Well, it's kind of similar to Naruto and character structure, but I do appreciate that. Fuck, what's this dude's name? What's the Sasuke guy's name? Oh, oh, Wataru. Wataru isn't a huge asshole, which is really nice. Also, David, we may have another contender for wholesome anime dad. You're right. That's a great point. I love the detail when he finds that he's obsessed with space. He throws them up in the air. Yeah, like as soon as Maho says Mars, he's like, oh, you want to be a spaceman? Oh, hell yeah. We're going to make you a spaceman. And then like later when he's like 14, he's like, Maho, you're going to be a spaceman. Oh, my God. And Maho's like psyched about it, too. Ah, but although it's funny because like they talk about someone says his dad is dumb. And he's like, yeah, don't you think I know my dad's dumb? Yeah. Yeah. No shit. My dad's a fucking idiot. I love my <laughs> himbo father. I love my dumbass, uh, sweet father. I love that detail. I also love how it shows the contrast between Maho and Wataru is just kind of the contrast of different types of intelligence, where Maho just struggled to get like his idea out, but he was the first one to notice the issue. 
Yeah, whereas uh, Wataru is very good at explaining it, which now that I'm talking about it, probably foreshadowed by the fact that he was uh, explaining a problem on the board when they first showed oh, up. Oh, that is true. Yeah. I am worried, though, that Meguru is going to have absolutely nothing to do in this series. What would give you that idea, David? Because she's a woman in a shonen manga. Oh, well, how could you say that with her extreme amount of personality that she displays in this chapter? What do you mean? What? <laughs> she might like him. She might not. The listeners are going to have to read to find out. She even wants to protect him and gets starstruck by a celebrity. And David, she even talks about how she might not be good at anything at the fucking Space Academy. Right. Because they said she doesn't seem to give a shit. It is kind of like, why are you there? <laughs> are you going to do so stupid? Although I think her idea is, yeah, may as well. So it's like, okay. Yeah, like, why didn't they have her be the one to know about the three-person rule? Why didn't she have one thing to know about? Yeah. I also think it's interesting how Wataru's father is super dead set on him becoming a doctor to the point where Wataru has to lie to him in order to get out of the house. I think that's pretty interesting, actually. I, I think that's kind of a cool little detail about Wataru. I agree. His mom is sick, so maybe that's why they're forcing him to be a doctor. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we're going to move when your mother's feeling better or something. Oh, I also think the series, I'm worried it's going to be eaten. It's lunch was eaten by Space Brothers, which is like a hard science fiction, a hard sci fi about people going to become astronauts. Yeah. If the series sucks, it's obviously going to be my recommendation because that series is super good. This series reminds me a little bit of Contact, which is also the you know spoilers for Power Word. David, I don't know about you. I think Contact's a really shitty movie. I haven't seen it. Well, I think it's a really shitty movie. People love it. It was written by Carl Sagan. Really? Well, it was based on a book written by Carl Sagan. Oh, well, okay, well. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, Jordan, would you read in our 10 chapters of this? Sure. Uh, I would not. I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. And then, Jordan, though, what do you think will happen next? I think the story turns into a battle manga when the aliens are evil. <laughs> I mean, it's in Shonen Jump. There was Dr. Stone. Yeah, but Dr. Stone had, like, conflict in it, you know? Like, life and death were stakes. Yeah, that's true. I think Maho uses his incredible sense of space directions to reposition the rocket when it's going to Mars. Oh, my. And I think Maho ceases to be a living human by the end. And I worded that very specifically because I think he's going to, like, ascend to something or die. I think that those are, like, the two things it's going to be. He's either alive or dead at the end of the series jordan says he's either dead or in like some state where he's no longer a human being i just don't think he will be a living human being by the end that's fair and then for my guesses i think they talked about how there was like a child of destiny i think it's not maho i think it's too blatantly set up he is not the destiny's child sorry beyonce maybe it's megaru <laughs> yeah actually that would give her something. That would give her fucking something to do. Yeah. I'm going to say the other two main characters are going to develop some sort of pseudo magical power like the protagonist has. Mm. And I'm with you, Jordan. I think the aliens are evil. And I think, though, it's going to be resolved through Takhnojutsu. I got you. Not through fighting. He'll probably be like, space is so great. Let's all work together and advance space and blah, blah, blah. I guess it depends on how soon we think they're going to meet the aliens. That's true. So we'll find out. Yeah. You're going to keep reading this while I don't. So you'll have to let me know. Yeah, I don't know why I said I was. That surprised me that you wanted to keep reading this. I reversed that. I actually wouldn't keep reading 10 chapters of this. The more I think about it. And then Jordan, what's your power word? Contact, because it reminds me a lot of contact. And I also, as previously stated, do not like contact. Don't at me. Or at me. Or at me and increases engagement. That's true. Do it. Mine would be research, because I do think the series did some research. 
Oh, yeah. I am looking forward to hopefully the science being right. Like they talked about UTC, which is what the standard notation. They mistranslated what UTC stands for, but I don't blame the manga author for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I do hope the series continues to get attention to detail that we saw in the first chapter. And then, Jordan, it's time for the Q&A. Are you ready? Mm hmm. Big thank you to everyone who posts their Q&A in the Shonen Flop Discord. We give priority to people who haven't asked a question before, haven't had a question answered in a long time, or patrons. Starting off with T. Wolfwood, what is the best pie and ice cream pairing, and is it better than cake and ice cream? Hmm. David, I feel like you can answer this question better than me. Oh, I would take cake over pie any day. The only pie I really like yeah. is a Boston cream pie, which did you know it's called a Boston cream pie? Because I think it's like the word cake is a newer word. So everything that we call nowadays cakes originally we were also calling pies. David, you're blowing my fucking mind. I also generally prefer cake to pie, especially if it's cheesecake. Oh, I love my fudge cake. That's what my answer is. Cheesecake and vanilla ice cream because I'm basic. Damn, now I want some cake. <laughs> David, you got cake. Oh, thanks. What are you, Rachel? Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> Next up from Dude Rocks. What is the ranking of the four seasons? We talking Frankie Valley? Because I think I Frankie Valley is number one. I actually saw their uh, Jersey Boys. girls. They don't cry. And also, do you call it fall or are you wrong? I call it fall. Autumn for life, baby. So, Jordan, what's your favorite season? Well, I think at one point it was summer. It sure isn't anymore. Yeah. Because of that global warming shit. I think it might actually be fall because I no longer go to school. I really like winter because you don't have to go outside and you don't feel bad for staying in your house all day. I don't go outside anyway, David. Yeah, so you don't get FOMO. Okay. I like having the option to go outside. <laughs> fine, fine. All right. And then, Jordan, what's your second pick? My second pick? I mean, if I like fall, it's got to be spring, right? And I like fall. I think our opinions are all just shifted over one season. Yeah. And then what do you prefer for your third pick? Summer or? Now, apparently, summer is going to involve wildfire smoke coming into uh, where I live and just destroying my whole body and making me unable to move. Fall? Like... What are you talking about? The wildfire smoke. That didn't occur during the fall. I said summer. I thought we were going to our third. Oh, sorry, I thought you said fall for some. Yes, you're right. Summer. Summer's got that bullshit now. Yeah, so uh, apparently it's not summer. I guess I like winter more than summer now. Fuck, it sucks. Summer has been ruined. It sucks. I put summer in last place. Yeah. From top to bottom, how do you rank them? Fall, spring, winter, summer. All right, and I go winter, fall, spring, summer. Mm. The correct order. If you say so. All right, and next up, from Sandman, Oda or Rocky and Fujimoto are hanging on the edge of a cliff. Who do you save? So it's not Oda for me. You don't want to know how One Piece ends? Eh. Fuck off, dude. I'm picking Odin because I need to see how this fucking series ends. This oh, is like man. in Lord of the Ring. Like, you know, if Tolkien died without writing the last two chapters of Lord of the Rings. Oh, man. But it's like... Yeah, Araki and Fujimoto have great stuff. But, like, can you think I of don't. a work of fiction that is at the level of the impressiveness of One Piece? Chainsaw Man. So you're picking Fujimoto? It's either Fujimoto or Araki. This one's tough because, like, I really like Araki. He is not super consistent, but he does shit that you would never, ever see from anybody else. There's nobody who could replace Araki. Nobody who could even remotely do what he does. I mean, yeah. Fujimoto is extremely skilled, but there is absolutely zero replacing Araki. There's also Fujimoto doesn't have a concern because he can levitate. It's really between Araki and Oda. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No, there's no point in having to save Fujimoto from hanging off a cliff because he'll be fine. So I guess I got to go Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up from Lord Anubis. What about you, David? You got out of that question. I said Oda. Okay. All right. And next up from Lord Anubis. What style of manga art do you prefer? Analog, i.e. traditionally hand-drawn or digital? 
I mean, the difference is sort of negligible. Like, I guess in an ideal world, I guess I go analog, but like, it's not that big of a deal for me. I know that um, Chainsaw Man is all digital and I love it, but you know, sometimes there's just nothing like an actual pen on paper. Yeah. I also think digital is way easier on the artists and it allows artists to continue their work as they get older. So I appreciate the quality of life it's provided a lot of artists. Yeah, digital is far more efficient, far more workable. If you fuck up, you can erase it. Like, it is just far more usable at this point. I feel like the only reason you would do, like, quote-unquote analog hand-drawn art or a manga at this point is, like, because you really want to hit that style. Like, you want to do something specially. All right, cool. And then our final question from TriTac Zach. What successful jump series would you sacrifice to give a flop a chance at a new life? So, David, what series are we giving Black Clover's spot to? So Black Clover isn't in Shonen Jump anymore. Damn. Yeah. It moved magazines. Oh, okay. We'll pretend this. we got asked this two weeks ago. So we can still say, so Jordan, what flop would you sacrifice Black Clover to bring back? Because there's definitely some horse shit you could probably cancel in the magazine. Yeah. Well, it does say successful. Yeah, it does say successful. You gotta you gotta admit Black Clover was successful. Yeah, that's true. I'm torn on a few, David. I mean, we haven't had that many series that weren't flops. At this point, it's be- it's totally recency bias. I would love to see Nanohazard come back. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just want to see what that motherfucker's doing. I mean, I would sacrifice something to have the offer say, fuck it, I have enough ideas to do part two of Tricks Dedicated to Witches. That's a good one. Because there was actually a lot more creative space that we discussed in the episode. Or finally get that fucking space arc for her double Taisei. That is the correct choice. Bring double Taisei back is actually the correct choice here. Actually, David, I'm kind of thinking about that question more. I would love to see Red Hood given a chance because that was bullshit. I thought that was what you were going to say. Yeah, Red Hood was my real answer, but I didn't want you to... Red Hood got like totally fucked over. Actually, sacrifice My Hero Academia to bring back Red Hood. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I'm down with that. All right. Well, thank you to all of our wonderful listeners. And I also want to say, Jordan, thank you so much for being a fantastic co-host. Oh, David, thank you for all the hard work that you do on this show. No problem. Props to Shannon for the awesome cover. Find her line on Illuminati. Thanks to Dylan for assistance with editing. Find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast, our website, ShonenFlop.com. And we actually have a Tumblr now that we're going to probably just use for shit posting. So you can see terrible manga pitches, out of context manga panels, or whatever else. We're, we're, we're getting weird with it. So let us know. It was an idea by Shen. So, Shen, this is all you. Thank you, man. Shen is saying, he's motioning, saying, no. No, 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 I did not do that. No, but he did suggest that we start a Tumblr. So we're going to see how that goes. And as we talked about, you can join the Shonen Flop Discord. Open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us, talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. Also have a monthly movie night. Find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support. Get a ton of awesome perks. Jordan, what did we drop in August for our wonderful patrons? Oh, David, we're covering Sandland with Moscow X. Hell yeah. And you can even be listening to our recordings live or listen to the warm-up audio. And you can find it at patreon.com slash flop. And I'm going to read off some of our wonderful patrons right now. Starting up, I want to give a big shout out to our Dolphin Dads, Big Strong Hunter, Seeking Slender, Pasty Ginger to build a fire with. And please donate to the victims of the My Wildfires, Red Cross Maui, Strong Fun. Yes, yes. Moving on down to the ravioli tier, where you got cute pictures of my puppuccino ravioli. She loves carrying socks, just carrying them around the house, not doing anything with them. (laughs) 
We have Chris, Eva, Josh Robinson, Karate Chopsticks, Rachel Maya, wonderful fiance. She messaged, she woke me up this morning to say, hey, I saved us $400 on our hotel for our trip to Seattle. And that's true love. Ching, Skylar Mirmanen, and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to King of Force, we have 090Z, Bandit Stoof. Jordan, who's that? Oh, that's my wonderful girlfriend. Dude. Hell yeah, it is. Shal Florine, Gay Lando, Jacob Andrew Galloway, King Salamander, Kirby Mutt, Barty, Max Baker, Not Jeff, T, T Wolfwood, and Tommy Boy. Moving on down to the Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have a mid-sized sedan, Andy's Islands, Blah Movement, Brian Sexton, David Ackerson, Dennis James Bone, Drago, Drew, Dylan Kreider, Nigel, Generic Man, Green, Hans, Heavy Metal Hermitcraft, Keanu, Kylie Denton, Lincoln Frey, Manly P. Hall, Mara Barra, my dad, Matt, Mike, Ralph, Resident Warhammer Nerd, Rosanna Mendoza, Ryan Chazinski, Sarah Hydra, Scott, Silly Rookie, Simming for Senpai Ash, Staghorn, Storm Geary, Tapir Clip, our very own Tucker, Wright, and ZZ Digital, and also a big thank you to all of our Beast children. Thank you so much. I love all of you. You're all my children, just like the soap opera. Oh my. That I have never seen and probably never ever will. Oh man. But that is it for us. Stay tuned for next Monday as we give our full thoughts on stars featuring ships. This has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Sean and Flop David Sand. Keep on flopping floppers. Bye. Bye.